Shall we begin? Let's begin now. Hi, this is Muffin McGraw, head coach at the University of Notre Dame, and you're listening to Dishin' and Swishin'. Hi, everybody. It's David Siegel welcoming you to this week's Dishin' and Swishin' podcast. And it's time to switch over to full NCAA women's basketball mode today. And we like to try and look into the future by looking at the past. And we always try and get last year's defending champion to come talk to us. And it is a pleasure to welcome back the owner of the Netless, Don Staley, back to Dishin' and Swishin'. Coach, how are you today? I'm doing great, David. I'm doing great. It's great to, uh, to be starting your, your 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 podcast off. So hopefully we can we can continue to do this uh, every year. Well, well, you know, you, your team is loaded again. It, it's a legit possibility. But let's start by wrapping up last year first. I have to tell you, I thought it was an amazing, phenomenal idea. How much fun was it to give out the championship rings in front of nearly 80,000 people? I mean, that was tremendous. You know, I, I actually talked to uh, Roy Williams. We, we actually threw out the first pitch of a baseball game between South Carolina and North Carolina, and he said if you could ever pull off, you know, giving your rings out at a football game, it was absolutely phenomenal. And I, I talked to our, you know, our marketing department here to see if we could pull it off. And, you know, I, I know some of our basketball fans were pretty upset that we weren't doing it at one of our home games. But um, to, to experience what we experienced on Saturday, I think we made the right call in doing it that way. And we'll, we'll have a time and a place in which we will we'll certainly allow our fans to enjoy our, our championship spirit Certainly opening night with uh, the banner raising. So, you know, I think we got the, the best of both worlds by sharing it with so many people in the, at the football game on homecoming. You know, and I saw the pictures. You know, that's some serious bling there, Coach. Looks very <laughs> impressive. You know, it, it, it. I think when it's your your first one, you, you want to go all out. And, you know, we got, you know, a couple of uh, people that help us out to figure out what would be the best bang for our buck, um, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, if I didn't mention that um, you know a longtime supporter of our, our our programs here at South Carolina actually put the bill for the for the ring. So you know we we thought we could you know definitely spare no expense when it comes to you know getting the very best. Well, that was that is very nice that somebody did that. Congratulations for. Uh for uh, having that kind of support. But, Coach, you know, the only thing I'll, t- uh, I'll disagree with you a little bit is, you know, the first one you want to go – you want to go all out for the second, third, fourth, and so on, too. <laughs> you, and we will, but we just got to accomplish those feats. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I can understand how your, your season ticket holders, since you have such great support, could be a little disappointed. But you know what? Seeing that banner up there, you know, I've been to a couple of them up here in Connecticut, uh, and I would say that, that that's a pretty special moment, and I'm sure that your team and your fans and you and your coaching staff are all really, really looking forward to seeing that in the rafters. Yeah, we are. We are. And I, I know, you know, you know, that night, which is uh, just uh, almost a week and a half away, 
Um, they'll forget all about the, the, the ring ceremony of football once they start screaming here, the banner being unveiled. Um, so we're looking forward to all of it. You know, the journey has been a, an exciting one, an overwhelming one, um, but one that, uh, you know, we really, we really enjoyed. Well, you know, there, there's no question about it that it was a phenomenal run last year. But, you know, as we said, you know, you're, you're, things do go forward. You did mm-hmm. lose a couple of very important pieces, uh, three great players, all WNBA draft picks. Uh, and so now we look at the next season, but the cupboard far, is far from bare, especially when you have – you know, pretty much the consensus national preseason national player of the year in Asia Wilson on your team. So, how's practice going so far, and, and how uh, how excited are you for to get the new season started? Well, I'm, I'm pretty excited. We we we've gotten uh, about 18 practices under our belts, and you know, obviously things look a lot different than they were last year. Um, but you know, I'm encouraged by what the players are bringing to the table. They are. You know, it's still a very close-knit group. So the chemistry that, that was built over the summer, you know, we went to Japan and, and played the national team, their, their national team. Um, so that helped to kind of instill some of the chemistry and culture that, that we want to continue here at South Carolina. So, you know, these practices are, you know, they aren't new. I think our players really know what to expect, um, especially – um, some of the returners, some of the newcomers, you know, it's a little different for them. Uh, but when in Rome, you know, do as the Romans, and that's what the youngsters and the newcomers are doing, and they're they're fitting in quite nicely. Well, that's good to hear. Let, let's start with talking for about Asia for a minute. Uh, you know, she had that. She's had All American seasons. Uh, she continues to be one of the hardest working people that I've seen. What did you charge her with at the end of the season to get better for this year? What what did you put out to her and say, this is what I'm going to need from you that's different? Well, it's probably her ability to, to put the ball on the floor um, from a rebounding and push standpoint. Um, and, you know, since we, you know, we, we got, we, we went from just having three bigs to having five bigs this particular season. So it's affording us an opportunity to slide her over to play some on the perimeter, which which I'm liking. And we're showing, you know, her versatility, something that, you know, I've wanted to do over the past few years, but because we had so many guards and so, you know, so little post players, um, by the numbers, we weren't able to kind of slide her over. But now that she's a senior, she has, really good command of the offenses, and um, she, she's able to utilize all of her skill her skill set when it comes to playing in the post and on a perimeter, um, and she's open to it. You know, when, when a player has the skill set and they're open to, you know, diversifying their game, uh, it, it only helps uh, It only helps the, the entire team. So, you know, we're, we're looking forward to her just being able to play um, on a perimeter some, and, and her three-point shot. So ball handling, three-point shot, and versatility are three things that, that we discussed with Asia. And being able to stay on a treadmill. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Maybe one, it didn't work out that day. <laughs> <laughs> one player that you've added this year was a red shirt last year that I had really liked when she was at Kentucky is Alexis Jennings. Uh, how how is she looking so far, and how do you see her fitting into uh, what you want to do on this team? You know, Alexis is a uh, you know it was she was a good bet for us uh, a year ago. Um, you know, she's been the veteran. You know, she's been a a quality player in our league. You know, for the first two years of her career, um, coming in here, taking the year off, and seeing and helping us win a national championship. You know, we, you know, she, she practiced with us all year long. She practiced with, within our system. So it wasn't like she was just, you know, we pushed her off to the scout team. She was in our drills up until the time in which we had to prep for a game. Other than that, she got her reps as a, as a player. So, you know, what, the, the pace that we're, we're implementing plays, you know, don't bother her. You know, she brings to our team a, a, what we lose in Atlanta coach, which is a gritty uh, rebounder. Um, she's not afraid to impose her, her strength and her will on people. And I, I haven't seen a lot of people clear out a lane and provide a big target for, for guards uh, like, like Alexis. So, you know, she's a, a great complement to Asia. She's a great addition to what we've lost in uh, Atlanta coach. Well, you know, you mentioned, you know, she did, she'll clear out space. Well, you've got the guards this year that can really penetrate and dish. You know, you, you've really, you know, with, with the addition of Lindsey Spann, plus Ty Harris, plus Bianca Cuevas-Moore, you know, you, you can go three, uh, really three point guards on the floor at the same time. All of them also have the offensive ability to be able to step up and do some things too. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we have a lot of versatility. We can we can play a lot of different ways, and I'm, you know, truly excited about, you know, all the ways that we that we can play. And, you know, I know we lost a, a whole lot of firepower as far as, you know, perimeter, a perimeter skill and ability to score and defend. Um, we just look a little bit different. We're just we're just smaller, um, in stature, uh, but I, I just think we can do a lot more as far as defensively where we can run around and play a lot of different ways um and we can play small ball i mean really small ball but the the three point guards they uh you know they all they all bring something different to the table so you're going to have to prep for all of them and and we may play them all at at the same time they, they've been playing well together they got great chemistry you know Lindsay fan has been a a tremendous addition to our team just her her basketball IQ her ability to stretch the floor out and she's she's one of our hardest workers so she's leading by example and I you know I like her you know she's a great character kid she's um you know she's somebody that you want in the fifth year transfer well the one that I'm interested in seeing the most I think is going to be Harris uh I've always had the uh the thesis idea myself of once you play the summer of USA basketball, there's a tremendous leap in what you do on the court as a, as a young player. And Harris, you know, already was showing growth last year as the season went on and played well in the tournament and then goes out and plays some USA ball. And now she comes back, and I think that, you know, you've got the makings 
uh, at least an all-SEC guard at, at a minimum there, if not all-American potential. Yeah, you know, Ty, you know, Ty, what's great about Ty is this. Um, she is very aware of, of, of what happens out there on the floor. She she took offense to the team's plan off of her uh, last season, and she, she worked on her, her game, her ability to stretch the floor out. You know, she's shooting the ball um, extremely uh, confidently now, um, and she's mixing it up with, with getting to the basket. You know, she ha- she already had a, a decent pull-up. She just wasn't shooting it um, because she relied on our other perimeter players to score. But now she knows that she's going to have to play a different role for us and keep teams uh, honest uh, by, you know, by her ability to, to shoot the ball and, and to consistently shoot the ball. Um, I, you know, I'm challenging her every day in practice to to understand that, you know, she's not going to, you know, the novelty is worn off. She's going to have to be a big part of, of what we do. And she also has to be prepared that teams may even try to take her out of the game by denying her, denying her the ball and making us play through somebody else. And I was glad to see that USA Basketball used her on the perimeter and not so much as the, as the lead guard. So, you know, we saw where she can be equally as impactful um, on the wings. How are the freshmen looking so far? You know, it, it, it's it's got to be kind of a nice luxury to be able to bring them along, you know, a little bit on the slower side. They don't have to step in and, you know, be starters right away on this team. Though You can ease them in as the season progresses. Yeah, you know, they're they're picking up things quite quite nicely. And it's always great that we can alleviate that pressure of them coming in and having to play a significant role for us right away, um, although – they are going to have to play a role for us, a significant role at times, but it doesn't have to be every single game. And, you know, they are, Lily Grissett is, is, you know, she's, she's much different than anybody on our team. She's, she's high energy. She can rip and, and get to the basket. She can rebound in a crowd. She can rebound and push the ball down the floor. She's, she's a, She's got great court vision, and she's got a great, you know, ability to pass the ball. So, you know, it's just it's decision making. Her thing's going to come down to decision making. But I'm letting her I'm letting her go a little bit, so I can see what she has, and then we can kind of curve it back if we need to curve it back or or, or push her forward if we need to. Ladasia was was uh was hurt for the first three weeks of uh, of the practice season, so she she got a week under her belt. Uh, which is nice that she's able to, to get back out there. So she's probably a little bit behind the eight ball, so to speak. Um, but she's got a, a, an incredible skill set. We just got to get her motor running all the time. And then uh, Bianca Jackson, who um, she's a she's a big guard. You know, her, her, she's come from parents who are Division One coaches. Um, so her, her IQ for the game is, is pretty high. Um, she learned a lot from from playing in Japan or not playing in Japan, you know, because she didn't play a whole lot. So that didn't feel good to her. So she changed her mindset and her approach to the game, and now we can we can count on her uh, for, you know, to make an impact on both sides of the ball. Has there been any further word on uh, Cooper's eligibility yet? Cooper, well, with Cooper, we're, we're, we're probably not going to put the waiver in until um, December. 
Oh, so okay. That's what we're that's what we're gonna do. So we you know, we're gonna give it, you know, hopefully a semester for her to get acclimated and and, and hopefully serving maybe a half a year residency will you know, will will favor us, you know, come December. Stabilize the situation, so to speak. Yes. So, you know, coach, one of the things I wanted to ask that and look I looked at the schedule and you know, you guys open up this week and you play Coker. Mm-hmm. And I noticed, as soon as I saw the name, I realized you're going to see a familiar face on the other side coaching against you, right? Right, right, right. My, You know, a, a South Carolina great and my uh, 2014 uh, Olympic teammate. That's it. Shannon Johnson, one of my favorites yes. when in the pros. Pee Wee was oh, – I always thought that she gave such a – a different look when she came off the bench on those USA teams. Absolutely. Just a high energy, um, can play both sides of the ball, can shoot it, can score it. She, you know, she was probably the, the direct opposite of me. So it, it, was, uh, it was fun. And she's, you know, she's very funny, incredibly funny, effective smile, and um, just great to be around. Now, if I recall correctly, now, is she cooking you dinner? Because I, I thought I recall that she's quite the chef. I believe so. I thought I remember that from her from her past when she was up in Connecticut. No, I didn't know that. I, I hope she can still find some time to, to cook. You know, having you know having gotten into coaching. <laughs> yeah, it's great to see people like that back in coaching, though. Yes, 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 indeed. You know, you know, as long as we're talking USA basketball here, you know, really, 2017 really didn't suck for you. Between, <laughs> Between the championship and then becoming the senior team head coach, you know, 18 is going to be a real tough thing to, to succeed, 17. But so, so talk to me about your first camp. How did you enjoy uh, doing things your way uh, with all the younger players that were there? I, I mean, I really enjoyed it, you know, because you can – it's amazing – coaching on the collegiate level, and then you go to the, you know, the, the cream of the crop. And it doesn't matter that they were, you know, Dewey and Birdie were the only two veterans out there, um, and the rest were, were, were younger players. Um, but they, they're they highly motivated individuals. You could tell them something once, and they pretty much go out and execute it. So it, it was really a smooth training camp. Um, I had no... I had no issues. Um, you know, we, we got our stuff in. Um, they executed well. They competed. And when you have that type of group, you know, you can, you know, you, it's going to be an enjoyable experience. Obviously, there was no, no pressure there, and the pressure will will mount, you know, as we get closer to the World Cup. Um, but for it being my first one, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, people, I, I, you know, don't seem to realize how important the World Cup is. Uh, that, you know, for the rest of the world, that's, that's A1 and the Olympics, uh, number two. But here we seem to look at the Olympics and gold medals. There goes those gold medals more so. Uh, but you get, you've been a part of this. You know how intense it is and, and how, uh, the other countries come looking for you. Absolutely. And it's your, you know, it's your entryway into the Olympics. I mean, you, you win the world championships and you're, you're in the Olympic Games. That's how important it is. And, you know, for for 
international uh, countries, they are, you know, they are, they are trying to figure out what separates us and them from from winning gold medals. Um, and they, the World Cup is the training ground, and they take it very, very seriously. And we do too. You know, any any competition that we play in, you know, we're we're up against gold or failure every single time. And when we don't come up with gold, you know, it seems like the world, you know, comes crashing down on us. So our preparation has become a lot less, um, but we're going to have to figure it out. Uh, but we do, you know, we do arm ourselves with the best players in the world. It's just we have to continue the the culture of excellence with USA basketball and not just rely on because we were good and, and what we've done in the past. We compete at the highest level on both sides of the ball, and I don't I don't see that changing, um, you know, with the coaching change. You know, any truth to the rumor that, you know, everybody else, once everybody else was done, you made Samuelson, Collier run uh, run extra suicide so that uh, they could be tired out for the season? <laughs> well, I, I didn't do that, but you know, uh, oh, oh, I think it was the feast that said that, can we come to the training camp in February? And I told her, uh, yeah, the, the training camp in February will start start in January, so you'll miss the you'll miss our game on the first. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's exactly well. But wait a minute, wait a minute. You got a problem there, though. The, if you hold training camp in uh, if you hold the camp at, in South Carolina, you know they're coming down this year. They've got an excuse to stay. <laughs> I know, but 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 I'll I'll, I'll hold six hour training camp uh, days. There you They're go. Confident to come to the game, you know, they're all tired out. <laughs> that, that, sounds, that sounds like a plan. That sounds, sounds like a plan. Hey, Coach, you know, the, I know you don't look at the really heavily at the preseason rankings or anything, but, you know, I'm one of those that says that, you know, unless you lose everybody, which you didn't, you're number one, you should be number one. Does it bother you at all that, again, they immediately drop you down to number two and put UConn on top? Well, I, I thought that we, we were ranked pretty high considering who we lost. You know, you lose three, you know, first-round draft picks, and you, you feel like you're going to drop, you know, a little bit further than that. You know, but I don't, you know, I don't really get into it. I, I want to play the underdog role. So the little more further down we are, I think it's, it's better for us and better for our team. It's going to be a hell of a conference this year, isn't it? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everybody's gotten better. Um, I mean, we've added some coaches to this, you know, some new wrinkles to, to the SEC, which I think will even uh, make it even more competitive. So I just – I'm not looking forward to it right now. I'm going to worry about the, the non-conference. And then, you know, Christmas time, I'll, I'll carry the headache of going into our, you know, our SEC season. Okay, well, Coach – I, I want to thank you and congratulate you. Uh, a final time on last year, because then we'll only go forward and we'll start focusing 100% on the 2018 Final Four in Columbus. And I'm sure we'll be able to say we're going to see your team as one of the leading candidates to get there. So, Coach, thanks for taking time, and uh, good luck. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much, David. Appreciate it.